When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Brett? Oh my god, I fucking love you. <laughs> What's going on, dude? How are you doing? I'm doing well, yourself? Brett, you are so goddamn sexy. I missed your well, face. I missed your face. It's been too long, man. Yeah, it has been, dude. Hey, do you have um, do you have uh, headphones or anything with a microphone? It's, it's fine. Uh, it's fine if not. It makes it smoother, but it, it, it's fine if not. We can keep going. It does not matter. Do not have anything like that. Let's go. Let's go. God damn, dude, your voice is so deep. So it's, it's, you're a stud, dude. (laughs) I haven't. So for everyone that is watching, Britt and I have known each other since fifth fucking grade at Our Lady the Assumption Middle School. What? Yeah, fifth. Yeah, two thousand one. After I got there. Yeah, I've I've known you since like a month before nine eleven, and. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to I used to go to Britt's house in middle school, and we'd I remember playing Halo One, and we'd fucking shoot each other with airsoft guns and shit. <laughs> I mean, we I could start here. I can kind of feel it coming. Um, yeah, go good, dude. Teach me, fucking. So do you want? Do you want me? I, just, I'll, okay, do you want, I'll slice that part out. About uh, yeah. Now, fucking dude. So you're 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 getting into. 3d printing or you know about you know you know more than than my dumb ass does fucking let it let it rip Britt. so i've been 3d printing 3d modeling and all that for about 10 years now i've been going to school for it now i've got two classes left um i see a great future in 3d printing it's going to be a a massive liberty in the future i believe it's going to be something that'll get get us a lot of freedom um we'll be able to generate our own products the complexity of these products are getting better and better every year um and the community of individuals that are putting their energy into it is growing as well so i see a large catalog of items that you can obtain for free um, all sorts of interesting projects uh, toys to tools and it's for people who have 3d printing and they have this at their fingertips um i mean i think they're helping planet earth in the long run yeah because eventually what they're going to do is they're going to generate 
a, a lifestyle where people create their own needs. Yeah. You know, that they, they fulfill their own needs without having to go to a store with, a, you know, a, way too many items you don't know what you want and then you, you take it home you've got to throw away all this packaging yeah. that just ends up in a landfill somewhere yeah. in the ocean you can cut down all of that and you can just fulfill your needs as you on demand you don't need to have an excess waiting for you yeah. all the time and if we can cut that out of our lifestyle i, I think it, could, it would help our planet earth in the long run yeah help planet and, earth it'll also be economical and i think a lot of the people who are who feel stuck or who feel uh you know pressed in their situations could probably build their way out of it using that kind of technology yeah um, yeah so it's something something to live for yeah it's, this is this is I, of course of course you get into 3d printing of course like like now that you're saying it, I'm just like, of course Brit does this. Like, of course this is fucking. Of course this is what Brit. I'm just thinking of like middle school, like building shit with rubber bands and like paper clips, and it's like, of course Brit skates into 3D printing. Like, do how? <clears throat> now what is what is the speed like? Um, it can there, be kind of slow. Yeah. Small object take a few minutes, and then you know because the you know volume is cubic, and the larger you get the it, the cube 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 root law yeah 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 it can uh i've seen prints take 24 hours before just for something that would be maybe 10 inches by 10 inches yeah by 10 inches yeah i i saw a, a video on reddit and it was like the first 3d printed like boat and it was it looked like almost it looked like something like navy seals would use you know one of those like like dinghies almost i don't know if that's the right word but they said it took a week and it was, but I mean, this thing was, this thing was eight feet wide, 25 feet long, but it was, yeah. I mean, uh, Delta and Boeing, their parts are starting in their jet engines are starting to be 3d printed out of really? metal 3d printers. Metal? Um, yeah. They're Bull starting to 3d bullshit. metal. Bullshit. Uh, How the fuck do you do that? Does it have to be like molten? Does it have to be super hot or is it? Are they literally doing some like atomizing shit? Like they're injecting the, the, like a metal oxide, and then they've got an arc that's making it really hot really quickly, and it's layering the metal on bit by bit, like fla like um, flash melting it almost. Yeah, um, there's what I think is most impressive right now is concrete 3D printing. What? <laughs> because. Well, they're able to in some countries now they're able to bring in 3d printers and build a incredibly sturdy house incredibly cheap holy and fuck so in less than 24 hours they could build a house a do you, two room house and do you remember in, in in middle school when i'm interrupting do you remember in middle school when you and i had plans to build the world's tallest tower we were going to make an architect company and we were like it needs to be like a mile tall a company in Dubai is launching the, another world's tallest building project. I'm pretty sure they're using a 3D printer as part of their process. What? Okay, so I know there's the Burj Khalifa. The Burj Khalifa is you're you're wrestling my jimmies. The Burj Khalifa is what is is 2800 828 meters. Um, the Jeddah Kingdom Tower in Saudi Arabia is supposed to be 3300 feet tall, but um, 
but I think it lost funding. But like the foundation's there, and I think the first like twenty floors are there. Yeah, pull some shit up, and and then Dubai preemptively is like we're gonna take the fucking crown back before you know before y'all finish, and they were gonna build Dubai Creek Tower, which wasn't really a tower. It had it only had an observation deck, and it had like these huge like mooring cables on it, but it was supposed to be something like four thousand feet tall, and I think that lost funding too, but. I feel like, yeah, 3D printing is how you would build that shit. So it's set to be built in Dubai in 2020. What, what is it? Um, Tell me the so name. 2020 now. They're going to start to build it to 1,375 feet tall. Not bad for 3D, for 3D printing. That's insane. So that's going to... So let's say even if they don't, okay, you know, crush my hopes and dreams, maybe they don't use it for the world's tallest skyscraper just yet. But if they can do it for a skyscraper, dude. Launch a 3D printer into outer space on a... Dude, that's what I fucking... A printing space station. Yes, that's, that's, that, that's what I fucking talked about. I, so on Sunday, I talked to Ken Mason. He's a 65-year-old um, rocket scientist. He uh, he worked under Bob Truax for 35 years. I don't know who Bob Truax was. I looked it up. Bob Truax is the guy that got the Navy to put missiles on submarines. He's a fucking legend. He's the guy that interrogated Werner von Braun after World War II. But we were talking about 3D printing. and um, Because once you get... Because everything has to be aerodynamic or it has to be in a fucking like payload shell to get to orbit. Because it's going up and it's going across. And you got to hit, what, Mach 23 to get to orbit? So you can't have any weird fucking flats or some shit. It'll be ripped off. But you look at the International Space Station, it's this big wonky ugly fucking like origami fucking school summer program art project looking piece of shit but there's no so many times to get it all up into space yeah 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 multiple pieces but the point is is so there's no atmosphere so it doesn't need to be aerodynamic it can be this ugly fucking thing it doesn't matter if you could just launch a 3d printer up and just launch you know payloads of of raw material i don't know what the raw material is but just I, I'll 3D printing ink, but you know, whatever that is, metal, concrete, plastic, whatever you could start. What? Most would be plastic, plastic with uh, mostly hydrogen based composition. It's really good at reflecting rays from the sun and it's really light. So it's more than doable. I'm going to shut up. You talk about this. I mean, I can't wait for somebody like Elon Musk with his system to get this idea and to, launch a 3D printer into space and just have an infinite number of rockets launching payloads of material. And before you know it, you've got a city in outer space. And from there, it would, wouldn't be much to set up a launching system to send Mars, the moon, Mars. Yeah. I think the most interesting place is going to be the asteroid field. There's going to be a lot yeah. of resource out there. Yeah. You know, screw Mars. Mars is just a Mars dusty, is like. Mars is like a like an insurance program. It's like it's good to go put some humans there just in case. But yeah, dude, uh, Jeff Bezos talked about the, the what? The real the resource he's probably looking at is out in the asteroid field. That's I mean, the fucking gold mine. That's the eighteen forty nine gold rush of our day. That's because they said there's they said a single asteroid could yield something like a trillion dollars of like rare earth metals, like you know. I don't know, any, like rhodium or palladium or fucking... He said, you're like, yeah, what if you just wouldn't found this thing with, I don't know, like 100,000 tons of platinum? Like... Exactly. What? 
That would change everything. It would change it. Accelerate our progress dramatically. Yes. 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 It's if we can just go get the fucking raw materials and it's, you know, people looking at it the old way are like, well, that's going to crash the economy. It's going to deflate. No, fuck that. It's more, more resources cannot be bad. Like, there fuck will off. not need to be an economy. Exactly. When you get to that exactly. Point. We get to a point of it's, we're going to accelerate so fast. The idea of the economy is it's going to be an antiquated thing. Like it's, we're going to look back and be like, Hey, remember when, remember when every house had like a fireplace because that's how you got light at night. Like now we have fireplaces because it's like oh it looks pretty, but we got fucking you know I, I got a, I got a light right here I don't need it. It's the economy is gonna be like you're gonna play Monopoly one day because it's like it's fun, but there's gonna be like remember when people actually used to fucking they had to do this thing, but yeah it's so I talked about this with my first guest was like we're talking about like how do we get to world peace, <clears throat> and it's not my I, it's obviously this isn't my idea I'm stealing it but it's. The idea is that if we can end resource scarcity, that's where all conflict stems from, artificial or real, because it's if it's artificial, but someone's subjecting you to it, it's real. It's, you know, if I hold a gun to you and lock you in a room and don't give you food, that's artificial scarcity because there's food all around. But for you, it's very fucking real. I think if it's, I think if you can have, if we can get endless resources from the asteroid belt and if we you know 3d printing keeps progressing at an exponential rate if you have because eventually that will lead to in in time it sounds ridiculous now but in time you'll be able to 3d print food it's 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 forever away but think about the first person to like make a model t and imagine if that guy said you know one day the bugatti chiron is going to do 300 miles an hour like shut up bitch but like that's what happened. Or the Wright brothers. The Wright brothers' first flight can fit in the cargo bay of a C five galaxy. Like eventually, it's gonna be crazy. Bill Gates said no one will ever need more than six hundred and forty kilobytes of memory. This podcast right now, just the screen recording, is already six six point oh five gigabytes. It, he doesn't understand. Yeah, it's so. It's one day three D printing is you're gonna be able to fucking. I'm I'm ranting. God damn it, Brit, start talking. You're going to be able to print food. You're going to be able to print everything. Go on. Sorry. And I think once we get to a point where the average person will have a choice to leave planet Earth, that's when there'll be true peace. I mean, when you have when you have the option to just get up and, and walk away from the trouble, it's it, you know, the trouble will fizzle out. Just just leave it to the parties who are angry at each other, the two personal. Let them go at it. I mean. There's no reason to drag everybody else involved. Everybody else, in yeah. There. It's uh, and hopefully this growth will happen sooner than later in the next hundred years, even. Let's hope quicker. What do you think? So, what is happening now that someone like me, who is not involved in the industry, would? Because I, you know, as an outsider. I only see the, you know, like, I don't pay attention to sports, but all of a sudden it's like, oh, Super Bowl's coming up. It's big enough that it sort of splashes over that everyone knows it's here. Or, you know, no one fucking pays attention to, like, you know, the technology slowly increasing on touchscreens until all of a sudden iPhone 1 comes out, and then everyone's aware of touchscreen technology. So I know 3D printing in that, like, it's, I see little GIFs on Reddit where it's like, I 3D printed a wizard, you know, 
fucking a camel. Like, cool. But, <laughs> but for someone like you, what do you see behind the scenes that like I don't see? Like, what are some big steps that are happening that you only understand the weight of them if you're educated in 3D printing, like a fucking fine young chap like yourself, right? Well, I mean, 3D printing is going to open up a whole lot of new complexities to architecture and engineering, and we may be able to start to see rapid advancements in you know, automobiles, airplanes, you know, very soon. There's some companies who have been implementing it for about five years now, and it's, it's kind of underneath the surface, but it's already starting to show some promise. And I think as somebody who doesn't know much about it, I don't think you're going to need to in time. I think it's going to come to you and I think it's going to be at a, a level of convenience that you can't ignore. Mm -hmm. it, it's primed in your consciousness to want it. it when we look back to um, early cartoons, Hanna-Barbera and all that, um, the Jetsons had a 3D printer. Yeah. And, you know, it, that the notion of being able to easily and with, with very little cost to create everything you need has always been something that yeah. we've searched for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, wave your wand. You have food. Yeah. It's so, I mean, as the catalog of items that you can print grows and it starts to pour over with possibility, I think. I think our, our lifestyle, if we're mindful of it, we could you know, just work it into the way we do things. And mm -hmm. I don't think you really have to go, you don't have to spend your entire time trying to like 3D model everything yourself. A lot of what you might want is already out there um, in a catalog. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, finding a way to get involved would just be a cheap 3d printer and find going on the internet and seeing what you can print out because you don't need an expensive one anymore you can get good ones for under 250 dollars it's i didn't even know you could buy 3d printers i thought these were like still in universities only no that's, that's what i'm that's what i mean like it. when i want you to explain shit because like this is how far removed i am to me it's like i saw it in an mit lab and in my mind it's still like their area 51 and like pentagon so like that's what I mean by like so far removed that. Okay. So like it, it's like an, an analogy Ray Kurzweil used, the futurist, is said huge technologies are like um, are like tsunamis. Said you know um, like uh, like home computing or the internet. He said they happen way out. You know the the tectonic plates shift, and there's a huge disturbance in the ocean. And the wave, the big mound of water, travels through the ocean for thousands of miles, but no one, no one sees it. And then it crashes on land. And if you look at the total time of its lifetime, 99.9% .9 of the time it existed, as a, it was only people out in the ocean saw it. Everyone in the world sees it when it comes and it comes on land and crashes. Now, that's a terrible analogy because the tsunami is terrible. But, like, for 3D printing, that's what I mean. So, like, I've only seen the tsunami crashing and the, a gif on reddit a popular science article that i read on the toilet at pius like you know something like that so that's what i remember um so i'm asking you like you're you're the fisherman out there in the ocean of 3d printing what the fuck do you see coming is it godzilla 
I see homes being printed with it. I see buildings being printed with it. I see it becoming a go-to for industry. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be a great means for resource management. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, it's the best way to kind of lost myself there for a second. No, you're, no, you're um, fine. It's what, so that, so I guess that's what I meant earlier when I asked, um, what significant things are you seeing that as the guy out in the ocean, you're seeing the significance, Hey, the, the big tsunami just went by some buoys or something. So for me, I'm like, until it's next to me printing out a new iPhone, it doesn't, it's not there. So like, what do you see? Like, Hey, the time it takes to print X is increasing or a new technology just came in. Like you just said, you just told me Boeing, uh, using a, you know, uh, like a, a metal alloy and an arc light to 3d printing with metal. Like I wouldn't mm -hmm. know that, but you like you're in there and you see the significance. It's like okay, now we're moving from a wizard fucking a camel to a jet engine and a fighter jet. Put a three D yeah. printer on an aircraft carrier. Now you can repair in real time. It's so that's what I mean. It's like what 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 are some things you see? So the three D printers that I use, the plastic extruding three D printers, those were probably developed back in the eighties, but they didn't really become. What? But they didn't become totally known or available until. Um, 2010s yeah and then you know behind the scenes a lot of other types of 3d printing came out and over time we're seeing the, the amount of cost it takes to produce these 3d printers is going way down over time so it's only a matter of time before you and i have a, a metal 3d printer and once you have a metal 3d printer what's stopping you or i from making a car yeah. what's stopping you or i from making a set of silverware or what's what's stopping us from making an airplane i mean yeah yeah. What? And when you get to that point, what's stopping the average person from producing their own anything? Yeah. I mean, and at a degree that of engineering that's more advanced, um, more efficient, and sorry. I lost it again dude shut up i don't <laughs> stop apologizing now it's um yeah it's it's like the power of the gods is slowly coming into our hands like in what like what does that mean it's now it's kind of funny because you think about like limewire or napster oh yeah that was it, years ago yeah but it's still what what's it at its core is it's just file sharing and you have mm -hmm. the music industry saying you got to pay for that, and it fuck it, everyone still took it anyway. It's like the first, I think I've maybe paid for three songs in my life. It's, but you're gonna have that with 3D printing schematics. So those like old LimeWire ads, like you wouldn't download a car, would you? Well, now you fucking can, man. So, so what's that gonna be like? Are there gonna be like classified files that like they can't let get out? Because once it's out, anyone can put it on a fucking external and take it off, and now it's right there. And they wipe it from the internet. Some asshole uploads it again, like celebrity nudes. It's gonna be something like that. But it's gonna be like, hey guys, like just shared the F thirty five program. Download it before this gets deleted. Like, oh dude, oh, what's out, it's out. what? Once something is out, it's out. You've got to use your best judgment and your best means to keep that file out of the public eye. Yeah, yeah. Possible. I mean, yeah. Twenty years go by. There's anti-gravity engines or something coming out would stop an average joke from printing them yeah yeah dude i think 
get the parts for them and sourcing them. I mean, dude, I think, yeah. It's going to be an interesting future. Yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy because power reserved for the elites. And I don't mean, I don't mean that in like a, or rulers. I mean, like, well, no, like, let's think, like, not everyone has access to an M1 Abrams tank. Not everyone has access yeah, to an F-22. Hunting is going to flip that over because it's the most creative, ingenuitive, and, te- and advanced-thinking person. When they use this technology, they're going to become the new alphas. They're going to become the it, new leaders. Um, it's just going to be the way it goes. It's not going to be money if you can create everything you want. You don't need as much money. It's going to be the most creative is going to be most reaping the most reward. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to level the playing field. Yeah. We're almost going to have to be forced to start getting along because everyone has an F-35 strike fighter <laughs> in their driveway. And once, I mean, the speed, so they're getting faster, correct? The The printers are getting faster. They are year after year. So then it's only a matter, it's on, put it on any timeline, whatever, a year, 10 years, 100 years. Eventually, they're going to get lightning fast. So not only are we all going to have F-35s in our driveways, but at any given moment, I have a gun, grenade, whatever. So it's much. It's going to be like forced. Yeah, it's going to be like when everyone got nukes. Everyone stopped dropping nukes once everyone got nukes. Because <laughs> it was like, okay, everyone has them. Like, I don't want to, you know. Hopefully there'll be enough uh, other outlets for our yeah. creativity. I mean, hopefully there'll be a whole new world for us to start to explore and not just focus all of our energy down here on ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It's You hit the nail on the head when you said once you can leave Earth readily, that's going to change a lot because instead of having to go like, okay, well, we've got this new 3D printing technology. The first thing we need to do is make weapons or because if we don't do it, the Russians will. It's going to be completely different when you can just say, fuck you, yeah, I'm going to Pluto. I'm, I'm out. Might. I'm out. Politicians start losing all of their populace. All their, you know, all their clout. Yeah. It, it's Then it, it won't mean much. They're going to have to earn their people. It's gonna be. That, it's gonna be through merit. It's gonna be genuine. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be golden age on planet Earth when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Or the solar system, or humanity, golden age humanity. It's because yeah, it's it's like a bad household or like a bad friend group. Like you can just leave. Like I didn't like Valdosta State University. I loved my friends, but for the most part, I didn't like the place. I didn't like the town. So instead of trying to change it. I just studied really hard for a year, got A's, and, and transferred to UGA. I went and moved in with Hutman. Like, I just, I do, I'm out. I don't think about Valdosta. It's been 10 years. I don't fucking think about it. I, I can do that. You can't do that with Earth. Pretty much. You can't. But one day. Yeah. It's, so, Britt, can you tell everyone where you're going to school for 3D printing? I have to urinate. My, my bladder's so bad. My mom's been listening to my episodes, and she's like, you really need to stop drinking water because every episode halfway through, I'm like, we're not even halfway through 40 minutes. And I'm like, I got to piss, dude, I got to go. So Brit, so instead of having, leaving you here hanging, tell everyone where you're, where you're going to school for, for this, or, you know, what, how you found 3d printing as like an education or, cause you've been doing it for 10 years. Right. Yeah. So talk about how you got into it. 
All right. So I got into it because I've always been a creative individual. I've always loved engineering, figuring out how uh, things mechanically work. And uh, when I learned that I could start to design, create, and manufacture my own uh, anything, then I got into it immediately. I went on Amazon. I started looking at printers, started doing a lot of research, and purchased one that met my needs. And from there, I started to teach myself how to use all the softwares and how to use it effectively. Most importantly, how to think. The great, uh, greatest thing you can do is to um, use design intent with the material. So, so 3D printing can be, can be difficult at times. Um, it can be finicky. Um, it's putting a layer of plastic on top of another layer of plastic repeatedly. This can create weaknesses or errors in, in applying itself. And you have to figure out how to get around this, how to design something uh, using that to its strengths rather than designing an object traditionally, how we have the past 200 years um, taking a block of wood or metal and reducing it to the shape. You have to work the shape up from a base. And with that in mind, welcome back. No, keep going, keep going. Yeah. With that in mind, you've got to create a structure that'll be strong around this. So if we tried to 3D print a flagpole, if you printed it straight up, start at the bottom with each of these layers being very small in surface area, the object will just break apart. Um, but if you printed it long ways, there's a lot of surface area between the two layers and the object will be stronger. So you've got to think differently than you would had to think over the last few hundred years of industry. Okay. Well now I'm now I'm going to ask you to go back cause now I'm interested in that. What, so All you right. have to, so no, so I, just, I heard what you're saying. I always just, I figured, yeah, you're printing vertically, but you're saying that you have to think about it in a different way. Like, like Chris, mm -hmm. Chris Hadfield, the, the NASA space commander or fucking awesome title space commander. But he talks about going up to the international space station. One thing you got to get used to is that there's no, there's no borders, but also he's like, there's no top and bottom. It's just a sphere. You go, Oh, the North pole isn't the top. That's an arbitrary. So this is a long winded way of saying you have to look at something differently that you've never had to look at differently before. So what were you just saying? You have to look at construction differently. Yeah, so in the in the past, we would take like a block of wood and we would reduce the shape. Mm -hmm. And because the block of wood or the piece of metal is all one big lattice of material, like the cells or the molecules, that it stays together very mm -hmm. easily. But 3D printing, um, you're putting a layer of plastic on top of another layer of plastic or metal. And the weakest point of the object is going to be between the layers. So you've got to design a your object around this weakness. So you've got to take away any uh, weaknesses between layers. Like I was saying, if you design the pen upright, the weakest point is, you know, linearly this way on the horizontal line. Uh, so okay. real easily. Okay. Um, so you've got to start to engineer your objects differently. Um, okay. So, so you may not even necessarily be able, you probably might not even be able to find this way of thinking in schools yet. I'm, the school I'm going to is Gwinnett Tech, and they are not up to thinking like this quite yet. They're still thinking of engineering the old way, and I, 
it's, it's one of, this was one of two schools you could have gone to yeah. in the area for just a drafting degree, but yeah. um, it's definitely not for 3D printing. I don't even think there is a 3D printing degree yet that there should be. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole way of thinking into itself, and it could revolutionize planet Earth. Um, you, should, it's, you should become a uh, you should become a 3D printing professor. Uh, yeah, I mean, those would be long days. Prints taking forever. Yeah, <laughs> but it's so I'd never thought about that. The way you that makes me think of like Legos. If I wanted to build a pole of Legos, yeah, if you just did layers, 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 you think about tall Legos, or think about when you connect like whiteboard markers like lightsabers mm -hmm. and you hit each other, they break really easily. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, if you took Legos and instead put them down and built just a couple layers, like three or four layers, and then made it the length of the pole and stood it up, that's like this very strong fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I imagine it, it's got to get more and more, because that's a simple design of a flagpole. Like what? Britt? Brit, you there? Somebody tried to call me. My bad. Oh, okay. I was like, "What the fuck?" I said, "On hold." I was like, "Brit, did you just fucking mute me?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy. I'm done with your dumbass. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I wonder what. So if that's just some like flagpole, you got to think differently. It's got to get more mm -hmm. complex once you get into like crazier designs. There's things that you're not even thinking of. Exactly. There's things you have to de you have to design around entirely, or. Um, I find having to do a lot of interlocking parts. Um, um, that's what's great about 3D printing right now is snap fitting things together. You don't even need screws. You don't need uh, a lot of those other pieces. You can just, if you design it just right, you can just fit them together perfectly. That's uh, insane. Um, I mean, I, I just, I imagine a, a, a new way of thinking entirely. Yeah. Around it. Make me really want to get get in the designing right now, dude. Good. I'll, let's prime your brain. Let's get you going. It's, it's. And I tell every guest this: I can talk forever, and I can and will talk for fifteen hours. So, you tell me whenever you're feeling like you've had enough or you got to go. Tell me because I won't shut up. I'll keep going. So, no, I'm. I just don't know what else to say about three yeah. D printing. No, no, no. You're fine. I feel good. I got questions. So, how? can you do i mean like a normal printer you i wonder if that's offensive to 3d printers what do you mean normal <laughs> 3d printing rights bro hashtag me three <laughs> not pc bro <laughs> yeah so but like a normal printer you you think normal you know black and white forever and then we finally get color and you can print and so i print a picture and it you know it goes through super fast but it's changing different inks as it goes through can you print in multiple materials right now or is it pretty much like you're making this you're making this out of plastic you're making that out of metal you're making the whole thing out of metal like you get one choice there's no like you know different different materials is is that like a is that a barrier to complexity right now mm, i don't think anybody's tried to design too too many 3D printers out of 
that can do multi-materials like that. I know some can do multi-colors, like adding different plastic protrusions into one another, but Fuck that. they may not multi, multi. But they may not fly properly. But I could see to where you like manufacture a, a metal piece on a 3D printer A and like taking it over to 3D printer B and like adding like okay. the other pieces in another material. I could definitely see that happening. Um, but no. I, mean, I mean, it just comes down to the coding of the printers. I mean, that shouldn't be a big deal. So you couldn't build like a, I wonder if we need to ed edit that out and you patent that shit. We <laughs> keep that on the down low. But could you make like something with multiple different, like for lack of a better term, nozzles? It's plastic, 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 metal, 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 plastic, metal, plastic, metal, some cement, plastic, metal. I feel like that would be the, the next logical step. That would be if the metal didn't generate a lot of heat. Oh, um, yeah. Of the plastic or the, the cement yeah. would just crumble. Like I mean, if there was a way to really do a low heat means of applying it, sure. Like doing it in outer space where there's no heat. Mm -hmm. just, just well, well, what if you, so they use that metal to do the metal printing, they use that arc light to superheat it. So what if you just had something under that and it was just like something shooting just like fucking liquid nitrogen and it was just like, Arc light heated up, get the shape, liquid nitrogen, flash free. I mean, we're getting now into something that's going to cost a trillion dollars. But like, but in time, I mean, like we talked about the plane or the fucking or memory on a computer on a long enough timeline. It will think about fucking texting with a phone and you had a limited number of characters versus or think about the first iPod, you know have it OLA or something. Yeah, this puppy can hold a hundred songs. And now here you and I are talking in real time with fucking full beautiful video on a computer. Like it's in a long enough timeline, it'll happen. So do you think there's gonna be that that multiple nozzle printer? And yeah, you said the heat problem. Well if you can heat something up, it's always more difficult to cool something down because any energetic process creates heat. So by cooling something down, you produce heat. Like you ever feel the back of a refrigerator? It's fucking hot as shit. The heat goes somewhere. But, I mean, we could figure... If we figured out nuclear reactors, like, I feel like we can figure out the heat transfer for this. I wonder if it's happening, if what I'm requesting... I wonder if it would be occurring too fast and the change in energy... The change in temperature would just require so much energy that it... It wouldn't be economical. It would be better to do what you said. 3D print it, bring it over, metal print it, bring it over. I think the the pieces can be engineered in such a way to where the two would fit together so seamlessly and easily that it would look like it was a single piece. I think that would probably be the best way. Um, I mean, I see in the near future us being able to 3D print just about anything. Um, I forgot to mention earlier that people are getting into circuit board 3d printing what yeah they're they're starting to get to where they're manufacturing their own circuit boards Jesus on 3d fucking christ here we go here this so is it's only a matter of time before you press a button okay i've got a cell phone circuit board or something stupid like that like you got a couple of the components already pre-manufactured and the system just puts them in place and yeah then it's the plastic material but it's it's coming so if we and can where you can make anything. So, so if we can 3D print fucking skyscrapers, and we can 3D print circuits, but if we put one of these fuckers in space on like the dark side of the moon where it's far side of the moon, but when it's dark where it's cold as fuck, 
when there's no heat dissipate or you don't need to take care of heat dissipation because you're in a massive infinite heat sink could you bring something up there and start printing circuit boards into a fucking mother motherboard the size of a skyscraper with all the heat dissipation because that's the biggest thing with supercomputing is heat dissipation I mean, even this laptop, when I when I do my podcast and I, I edit the audio in iMovie, I have a laptop, I have a fan cooler under it, and then I've got this fucking fan next to it, and it's on a desk, and in, in this room, I never turn the heat on in this room, so it's cold, so I literally, I'll bring the temperature down to like 50 degrees, and I'll do the editing, and I'll blast all the fans, I can put my hand on the other side of the computer, and toasty air is coming out, that's how hot it gets, so computing requires a lot of heat dissipation. If we could 3D print circuit boards the size of a fucking skyscraper in orbit, I mean, Jesus Christ, man, that's you already have you already have Elon Musk's fucking uh, what is it, Skylink, Starlink, the fucking satellite internet thing. Shit, mm-hmm. that shit's already orbiting. Why stop at satellite internet? Why not satellite cloud computing? And you got something. Giant brain up in space. Yes. It knows everything. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. No heat dissipation problems. Fuck it. Go put it on Pluto. It's negative fucking 200 there. Yeah. Just let it compute away. Yeah. Find out all. Well, yeah. Well, then you'd you'd build a computer that big and then say, hey, figure out how to uh, figure out the heating problem with 3D printing. Or like you said, why even do that? You could just do it in space. You could arc light flash it and then it would cool down instantly in space. Because you're saying you can you can 3D print the different pieces to the point where it looks like it's a single piece, but I'm not talking about the aesthetics of it. I mean like the very allure of the 3D printing is that it's all one thing that you don't gotta fucking so 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 single single printer technology with multiple different resources that will be to compare that is to using multiple material 3d printers to put something together what 3d printers are to current construction it's the entire lore is it's one streamed process mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the aesthetics for some people it would be but like i'm talking about like there's no assembly it's fucking press the button go you can have something that consists of silicon and cobalt and polyurethane and fucking whatever I could see that one day for sure. Um, maybe metal in small quantities. I'm probably just imagining a very large amount of it at once. If there was, as long as you can get the cooling down, it can be done. Yeah. It would have to be perfect though, because uh, you don't want it to cool too quick. The plastics will buckle. Yeah. You yeah. Metals can do. Um, yeah. Somebody out there is going to spend a lot of money figuring something out. Why not you? Why can't you figure this? Well, Hey, we're all poor, man. But you the brain power, dude. You got figure this shit out, man. I'm trying. So I've got what? Uh, I've, got, I've got my plans, my projects, my hopes, yeah. And all that. Yeah. Now, have you? Well, sorry, I'm. I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. Um. So, have you done your? We can edit this out if you don't want. Have you done start done or pursued that farming? Any anymore? So where I work now, I work in a hydroponics store. Okay. And it's in our best interest to pursue it. We're waiting. Let me see if the Georgia Department of Agriculture has come through. But we've just been waiting 
on the USDA to okay our plan. And and can you can you explain that? What what is the plan? I don't know if you can talk about it or if you want to talk about I, it. Uh, the Georgia Department, um, they've been trying to write a plan to get approved by the USDA to allow Georgia farmers to grow hemp. And it's going to allow a lot of other people to as well. Uh, basically, it's going to be $50 an acre for, for tax, for harvest. And it's got to, of course, be below the federally legal limit of THC. And what it was like 0.3% is almost nothing fuck that and so so it's hemp it's it's not it's not marijuana it's yeah it's but uh it still has its place in the marketplace here mm -hmm. a lot of people do like it and it does pave the way for something further along down the road sorry but taking my meds <laughs> um as soon as the georgia department of agriculture says uh it's okay to get the license we're going to get it we're going to start building the space to yeah hemp and hopefully in time, get to other kinds of cannabis cultivation. Yeah. So now, is it going to, to hydroponics? So is it producing hemp and like hemp related products or is it CBD? The CBD count is, is that considered? Cause that's, is it psychoactive? I use CBD once and I, I don't know if it's placebo effect or not. I think I wanted it to work. So I was like, I'm really, I was having a panic attack at my little brother's house, like a year and a half ago. He's like, she take some CBD. And I took it and I was like, I think it's working. I don't know if it actually worked though. It, it's not going to attach to many receptors in your brain. It's mostly going to attach in ones that are like your skin, your joints, your, your organs down here. So it's, it's not one that's going to affect you much. It may make you sleepy or calm, but it's not going to make you high. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not on the scheduled list. Well, so it's, perfectly legal and Georgia, we don't really have much of a medical marijuana plan. We've got a medical hemp plan and then a, yeah. well, a farmer hemp plan that's coming along. Yeah. Well, Georgia's not never, uh, never exactly on the forefront of, a, of, a, of, of progress. Um, no, we're kind of dragging our feet. I mean, that we proposed a plan and it was denied because one line was wrong. It's like, come on, Georgia. Jesus. One line is in the way. Well, I think you got to use that mindset. I mean, obviously, easier said than done. You, oops, you got to use that mindset. Jesus, you got to use that mindset we talked about earlier. You up and leave. Why wait for Georgia? Now, obviously, it's because there's money involved. But like, why not just up and fuck this? I'm going to California. I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to Vermont. How come you don't? How come you don't do that? Got a lot of family here. Yeah, I like them a lot, and you know, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping to have best life I can have. Yeah, yeah. Love where I got them. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe in a couple of years, if it doesn't happen here, yeah. I like to see my grandparents there. Yeah, you know, yeah, dude, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's 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 easier for me because I was born in New Hampshire, moved to Arkansas, back up to New Hampshire, moved to Georgia, moved to Maine, back down to Georgia, then to Southern Georgia. Parents live in Maryland. <laughs> like brother Charlie's in Texas, Patrick's in D.C. All my mom's family's in New York. Dad's family's in New Hampshire. Yeah, like, so I was I've been kind of conditioned my whole life to just sort of always know when to, I mean, literally that's how I met you. Oh, I was just a new kid. Hey, I'm Brit. Hey, I'm Tommy. Like, you know, so, but no, I get what you're saying, man. It's don't, there's more important things than pursuing this, pursuing that. That was a beautiful answer. Why wouldn't you do it? Cause I want to live the best life. My family's here. That's fucking goddamn beautiful.
That's why I love you. I love my opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. What if maybe you don't move? Have you thought about like purchasing land out somewhere where it is legally? Do it. Don't live there. Do it as you know. Maybe you go out a weekend a month and you oversee it. Or I don't. Obviously, I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. I don't know how it works, but. I feel like if that's where your passion is, make it, you know, maybe not move out there, but, you know, contract. Right now it's just going to be very caustic. The markets are very turbulent and a lot of, it's way oversaturated. Really? Out there, out west, yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of farmers in Colorado and California right now, they've been getting squeezed because, you know, a lot of their products ended up out here, out, out east, so federal government's trying to clamp down a lot of the overproduction going on down there. So yeah. prices are all, all screwy all over the United States right now. Yeah. The farmers are only going to make like maybe a dollar a gram if they're lucky. So Jesus. So, and then, then all the hands and exchanges and everything. I mean, we're talking like large scale farmers. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now. So if I'm traveling back and forth. I'm going to take all that into account. That's going to, going to probably be very caustic in the end yeah um, do you think um do you think trump's going to federally legalize marijuana and i always try to avoid politics on this podcast just because i like for it to be i just like for everyone to in, talk about what they truly love so i don't mean this in like a, let's get political so much as i just think eventually you know eventually it's going to be federally legalized just like gay marriage just like women's rights it's eventually it's eventually it's going to go national what happened? I've never heard him say anything. Neither have I. There's nothing. There's nothing to base it on. The only thing I can yeah. think of is I just think of Trump. Like, let's say shit's not going his way and elections coming up, if he just pulls some like, I will legalize marijuana. Like, he's, he's absolutely he's a wild card. He's, he's a wild card. He's someone that would. But so let's. But it doesn't have to be. It's not a. It doesn't have to be Trump. I mean, so like, what happens if President X? Legalized. Let's say in the next five years it gets legal, legalized nationally. How does that change the big picture? Because there would be less clamping down on it going interstate or intrastate because if it was nationally legal. I think Georgia's in a particular strange place. We got stomped so hard at the end of the Civil War. We've had to play <laughs> servant for the federal government since then. Yeah. So whatever they say goes, we're not really gonna go rebellion on anything anytime soon so it's gonna take the federal government to legalize it for us to do anything about it because so that's what i mean though let's say he does it if they did it then i think there would be a a good chance of it opening up and it would probably go county by county like alcohol does in the state of georgia so it does if yeah each county can kind of vote on its own you can't law some places will sell on Sundays, some won't. Yeah. Things like that. So it'll be like that, except some counties will sell it, some counties won't. They'll be able to vote in whether they want a dispensary or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that's how it would be. Um, I'd like to get into that business. There's a lot of, there'll be a lot of room in Georgia for it. Absolutely, dude. Jesus Christ, man! You drive down to Valdosta, it's seven hours of farmland. 
seven hours of farmland and alternating billboards that say hot women here and Jesus saves. It's just back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> the, the fucking irony of them both. It's like the Lord saves, live a righteous life. It's like next stop. It's like big titties live. <laughs> like <laughs> Satan to the left off this exit, God to the right. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. And, and yeah. And the priest goes to both of them, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, George has got the farmland, man. It's, I mean, Jesus Christ, isn't Georgia like the poultry capital of like the world? Poultry science? My dad, because. Makes sense. There's so many chicken farms. It's I'm, absurd. I'm pretty sure it's like the the epicenter of like poultry science. Actual poultry production, I'll, I'll probably speaking beyond my knowledge because I don't have any knowledge on this. But I know that, I mean, Georgia's poultry, they're, they're, they're like poultry science program. They have like multiple campuses in Georgia because you could see them driving down to Valdosta. It'd be like extended campus or, you know, like a outreach campus or whatever. But so they've got the land for farming. Yeah, dude, Georgia could go. Georgia could just turn into the fucking the pot basket. I mean, that would be nice. We're definitely I'm, the guys I'm working with definitely. You have a you know secure job there. Um, we basically be selling the picks and shovels for that gold rush. Yeah, yeah. See it happening. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people getting ready for hemp farming, and there's a lot of people who may or may not be farming other things. Um, yeah. They're getting more, more into it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people you may not even expect to be trying to get into it are. So you, it's. Now, what do you mean, people you wouldn't expect? Um. People who may not be as techno savvy because there's you know a lot of technology involved with hydroponics. Mm-hmm. People who uh, you just may not you know you may not consider them to be that kind of yeah yeah it's just so, someone that strikes you as like oh shit like okay because it seems like uh well in, in Georgia there's a lot of it has been decriminalized you go from county to county they're not gonna I didn't know that. a criminal charge it you wouldn't find you like fifty dollars like okay traffic ticket level low level something but i mean so ever since that happened it's been a flood of you know average joe coming in to get his growth set up wait um, so i haven't I, mo- I moved home with my parents in 2016 i've been i guess out of the fucking loop in Jordan. so this is a really stupid question what the fuck does even what does decriminalization mean like i always hear stuff like decriminalized not legal and i'm just like well Am I or am I not a criminal? For, like, I don't know what that means, and I should probably, I probably should have figured it out. Like, I'm 29, I still don't know how to tie a tie. Like, I should probably, there's certain things I should know that I just don't. I don't know what, dude. It'd I, be like jaywalking, you know? The police aren't going to go out of their way to do anything about it unless you're causing a problem with it. Yeah. So, so but what's even the point of that? Why not just, or is, it, is that just a baby step towards legalization? Is it part of the ground? <laughs> that allows a county to tell its police officers to not continue to pursue um, pursue this. A few counties have taken a lot of their uh, marijuana police, you know, people at least who would normally be focusing on that and putting them towards violent crimes. You know, we've been asking them for that what, for what the a, last 30 what a, years. What a, what a thought. What a revolutionary thought. Hey, hey, stop looking at the long-haired dude smoking a doobie and go get the guy, you know, fucking raping a child or beating his wife. Go get that guy. <laughs> Not the fucking guy listening to the, the fucking uh, the Almond Brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So downtown Atlanta, 
you know, that area, anywhere in the capital, it's kind of getting to a point where the counties and some of the, um, as we call municipalities are saying, all right, we're just, we're not, if you're not causing a problem, it's not a problem. You know, keep it behind closed doors, I guess would be part of the thing. You know, still maintain keeping your neighbors happy and all that. It doesn't yeah. change a lot. Just don't be partying and don't be causing it. Um, I mean, it seems that it's more popular than the average Joe wants to let on, for sure. I mean, it is to me, and I've I've always considered myself knowledgeable, but apparently not. It's okay. So, say it starts getting nationally legal, federally, whatever. When do you start three D printing smoke pieces of intricacy never seen before? Oh god! Oh god! Oh, oh, just, oh god! Never seen before. Okay, that's different. No, well, no, what do you have? What do you have? Show me. I forgot I had. We, ha- a, we can I have the. We can we can advance to the. Just a little thing. You got that's the awesome, metal though. slide. Yeah. It's just a, oh, yeah. another pipe broke. Metal yeah. slide. Yeah. And the the rest of it. Yeah, it's probably strong as fuck. Yeah. That's it what, worked. That's what I mean. It, dude. it held water. It didn't leak. Um, my my senior year of college, our last semester at UGA, Holt, <clears throat> leave out the names, but we, uh, it was like the first, it's like August two thousand thirteen, and they all were gone one weekend, and I, I had just, I had just got my MCAT scores back, and I, or, or no, it was like a month after that, and I was like pretty sure I just got, I was pretty sure I was gonna get into med school, and I had a semester left, and I was like. I, I'm free to fuck around and I remember I was smoking out of this bubbler and I left it in the freezer because I was high and I was like I want it to be even colder not just cold water not just ice it was and of course in true me fashion I can't just do it I have to do it to a the millionth degree of complexity so I was like it can't just be cold water it has to be cold water with ice and then I was thinking I just finished physics and chemistry and I was like, well, what about heat transfer? I don't want the actual thing to, I was like, so I want all of it cold. And I was like, okay. And I got fucking really high and like I played Grand Theft Auto five and left it in there overnight. So the next day my roommates get back and again, I'll leave out names, but you know him. Um, he came in and he's like, he's like, Kerrigan, why is my, uh, why is my bubbler in the freezer? I was just like, Oh, I don't. And he, and he, and he picked it up and he picked it up it, but I, I guess the whole thing was wet because I was high and the bottom just felt like a scab that just ripped off this, this glass bottom. Okay. So what I'm getting at, there's a purpose to this. So I bought him a new, a new piece, like a very nice piece. And I think the first day we had it, he knocked it over and broke it. And it was like, fuck. So our other roommate bought a piece and was like, I'll get one for us all to smoke. It's our last semester of college. It's our victory lap. Gets this really nice piece. He's washing it, elbow hits it, granite countertop, done. So we get a fourth piece, and, he, and the next guy is cleaning it, cleaning it with water, and he's like, let's just keep this, and we're like, yeah, and he's start pounding it on his fist, and then he misses, and it hits the side of the sink. So we go through four pieces, each about $200 in the course of about two weeks. We th- So there's a purpose, there's a method to it, there's a reason I'm saying all this. We finally pitch in about $2 each and we go get this fucking like epoxy acrylic blue bong that we could throw across the room and it would, you could, this thing was a weapon. We named it Big Rip Paulson from, uh, from fucking, uh, Fight Club. His name was Robert Pulse. We named it Big Rip Paulson because it 
took big rips out of it. It was Big Rip Paulson. But it was this, it was this, and everyone came to love it because it took away the anxiety factor of like, got this nice piece, got to put it down. No one hit the piece. It was just this strong as fuck thing. You could put it in the washer or the dishwasher. You don't need to worry about the heat change because this thing wouldn't fucking break. You could blast it. You could hit it and get out all the gunk. Do you think that, do you think that is a, obviously people that don't want a piece are just going to get a vape, whatever. Okay, fuck them. Pieces are fun. Do you think that there's going to be, yeah, like, uh, but so the, the downside of that is it was this ugly blue piece. It wasn't this, you know, this beautiful hand blown, you know, beautiful thing. It looked, it just, it looked like a fucking dildo. It was nasty, but it was awesome. Is there a way that you could, is there a way that you could make like something that resembled glass? You could 3d print it, but it was all, it'd also be powerful enough strong enough that like yeah it's you can knock it over it doesn't it's not the end of the world is is a very long way of asking do you think you could like 3d print like faux glass or reinforced glass um might be able to glass is really just a a liquid that's an incredibly incredibly um immobile state really i mean it's a liquid um yeah it's just an incredibly viscous liquid like on on some old windows back in the day if you see some incredibly old windows they'll have they'll be like thinner at the top and they'll actually get uh, oh really because it's it's it's, the bottom because slowly over time just over like 200 years it's yeah oh damn that's pretty fucking cool um so I don't know how. I think. I mean, if there was like a glass-like plastic, sure. I mean, the problem is, I mean, even this plastic that I showed you there was yeah. clear. Yeah. But you can see like all the layer marks. You can still see all like the travel marks on it. it yeah. It's really imperfect. Yeah. Um. Oh, but this reminds me, actually. That's that's just one style of 3D printing. There's another style that uses lasers. What? Um, yeah. How the fuck do you... How, how do you not bring that up in the first minute of the podcast? Tommy, by the way, there's laser 3D How do you just nonchalantly drop that an hour and 10 minutes in? Oh, by the way, Tommy, just, there's laser printers. Let me, let me see... Uh... That's, that's like on a third date, a girl telling you, oh, by the way, my dad's the president. Like, what? Yeah, it's like a, it's a it's a resin 3D printer. It uses a liquid, and then a little uh, arm comes down, touches the liquid, and starts shooting lasers from below, and it starts to rise out up Wait. from the pool of liquid. So you need to check that one out. Um, what's, what was it called? You're 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 twisting my brain into a pretzel. What does it do? I'm trying to just I'm trying to conceptually mm-hmm. understand it. A liquid resin resin that when um, exposed to UV light hardens it. Okay. There's a pool of resin in the bottom and an arm sort of comes down to meet the pool of resin. Okay. And lasers start to fire in the shape of the object uh, from below okay. and rise up out of the pool. And so let's see if I can find one here. One's called the Glowforge. Um, there's a couple now coming out. Remember three years ago, there was only one company. 
but it's an SLA 3D printer. You should give that a look. I will. Those are getting faster and faster, and that's probably going to be the way to the, the one of the future. Now, what is the what is the smallest unit of is is that like another thing that's that's um evolving and progressing in 3D printers? So we talked about speed, we talked about other materials, cost. What about size of, for lack of a better term, unit? Like, like the resolution. The what? Resolution. Yeah, yeah. Can are, am, when, when am I going to be able to print? with an atomic accuracy like right now everything is in units of like 0.1 millimeter okay. because that's what the, that's what the the motor is geared in in one millimeter units so okay. if you were able to create a motor that could like gear to like thousands of of that those ratios and do really fine movements i mean i'm sure it can be done it's just not efficient right now yeah i've been doing that and because the way the pla- like plastic extrudes and whatnot, it would it kind of loses that you lose your ability to tell the units of measurement okay. and the uh, details when it gets really small. So, but th- that would be for so, like that you wouldn't use that for a bong because it's like you don't need that result. It's like you know you don't need a four K picture for a a thumbnail on Facebook because you're not look you're not using the detail for something I'm like sure, what? Sure, if you were using that like a really really fine laser on a really really well tuned motor, you could get some really small detail. Well, okay, Cir- circuit boards. What if we get down to fucking like transistors that are, I mean, down to fucking the, like the atomic size? Like that's what I mean is like. It could and not just like a luxury of like, hey, we printed this just to show that we could. I mean, fuck. I mean, Moore's law has the doubling of transistors every two years, every eighteen months. We're slowly approaching a wall. Is that where three D printing comes in? Is that where IBM or fucking Mac or not Mac, Apple or Microsoft come in and that's how we that's how we put even more power in the same size. That's how you know your iPhone now. Well, that's not how you get like a an exabyte of memory on your iPhone or some shit. Like, is how else would you make these? You know, the the literal smallest possible unit for for computer chips because you can't go below. I mean, unless you went to subatomic, but that's that's when you get into the quantum world and now you start getting crazy. But like, it just yeah, you get fucking gluons and quarks and up up down. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard the quark song? No. Yeah. A quark is a fundamental constituent of matter observed in 1968 through deep electric scatter. We thought that protons something not It's about quarks. I'm I'm going I'm going off the rails. At what point will we be creating you know, if if it's shown as a necessity Okay, so when shit gets done, here's a way to put it. Shit gets done when there's a national security incentive behind it. Doesn't matter until all of a sudden it's, you know, no one gives a fuck about missiles until we realize we can put nukes on them. Then it's fucking, all right, now you got the power of the Pentagon behind it. Well, right now, we're going tit for tat with the fastest supercomputer with China. 
Like that's something where we aren't dominating, where we're trading places every year, keep taking first place from each other. So that's clearly something that we, because America, we use the most powerful supercomputers in America for what? To simulate nuclear explosions. That's what we use them for. The most powerful brains in the world, we use them. Yeah, there was the test ban treaty. Sure, we don't blow them up in reality, but we blow them up on computers. So it, there clearly is a national security imperative to get the, the fastest supercomputers possible. And if we are going tit for tat with China, would it not be 3D printing? Would it not be 3D printing the smallest possible circuit boards or transistors? This, whoever's listening to this that is knowledgeable about computers is probably like this fucking moron is butchering it. But it's... I mean, if there, I'm sure there is somebody out there who's developed a 3D printer that is capable of getting incredibly small detail. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Then the materials are there and the means are there. Um, I would probably say that's probably 10 years away. Okay. Something like that. Um, it's going to take a lot of research and that kind of research is going to be like taking like really laggy left step, really mm -hmm. laggy right step. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's dragging their feet. Um, I, I don't think the military complex is and, and national security is implementing 3D printed, printing to its potential. Mm -hmm. They're contracting other people to do it, but I mean that that goes more into like 3D printing parts for a, a bomb or something. Not really computer tech. Not that it's still the little guy trying to prove that computer tech work could work from a 3D printer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least not that we know of that's declassified. True, true, true. Because right now, just, you know, one, one knowledgeable individual who developed a plan and it's kind of put it forth. And then it, now I think there's a handful of people doing it, but it's still, it still hasn't gotten huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I think if we really want to build the best computer, go go back to the throwing it out in outer space. And yeah, you think that's make it as big as you need to make well, it well until you don't want to make it so big that it fucking collapses and undergoes fusion <laughs> you don't want a fucking another sun maybe you do um made out of plastic and circuits that would be <laughs> yeah well it's all it all it all break down to well, fucking constituent parts but um are you good to keep talking for a little bit i can yeah yeah do you want to do you want to do you want to do till one Okay, yeah, that'll work. Is that, is that okay? It's a good time for lunch. Yeah. Do you, do you care if I go to the bathroom again? <laughs> do my blood is so bad. Oh, God damn it. Okay, you go first. You go, we can't have to. Actually, actually, no, I can just splice this out. I can just edit it. All right. All right, let's go. I'll see you back here. Oh, perfect timing. So. What? Oh, yeah, nice. So. Can you explain to me what hydroponics? Is? Like, I know it's growing in water, but what's the what's the benefit to it? Why go through all that trouble? How does it work? Explain to me, because I don't know okay. anything about it. It's basically anything that isn't 
a substrate made out of decomposing matter. Um, so you could use cocoa core, um, rock wool. What? What? Either other uh, cocoa core is like a coconut husk that's been ground down and washed, okay. and then buffered with calcium, magnesium. Um, rock wool is basically a rock that's been thrown into an oven and spun like cotton candy until it poofs out like cotton candy and then recompacted into these little cubes. And you can grow plants in them, the um, or you can just grow it right into the uh, right into water. Um, basically, nutrients become more available, more free flowing. Mm-hmm. You can control the dosage of nutrients mm-hmm. um, to what the plant's metabolism needs, so you don't waste water, you don't waste food. Because um, if you put a baby plant into some of these potting soils, they're too hot and they'll burn the plant. There's too much fertilizer. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like wasting fertilizer and wasting time and energy. So you can, when you dial in the necessities, you reduce waste and actually the yield becomes a lot greater. Um, the amount of time a vegetating plant requires is dramatically reduced and cut in half in many cases. And, you know, for the fruiting potential, the yield goes way up too. So um, if you're using less water and fertilizer and producing more fruit, it's it's the wave of the future. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, our company is actually we're, we're being looked at by a university in tandem with the uh, government of India, uh, bringing one of our employees over there to. Oh yeah. Bring hydroponics to India. Um, they've got all the equipment they need, but they just don't have the mindset yet. It hasn't it hasn't become culturally available. Yeah. Because they're the world's largest producer of coconut core husk. They could use it and feed their entire populace for dirt cheap if they yeah. really wanted. Yeah. But the farmers just don't know it yet. So yeah. The idea would be bringing that program to their farmers and other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in India. Um, I, it, hydroponic growing, you know, if we were to say, you know, backtrack and talk about going to outer space and stuff, that would be gonna, the way of doing gonna, it. I, mean, I was going to bring that up. I was going to ask, what about space weed? Oh, space weed. It's going to be the best. I can't wait. But, but, but aside from being, you know, just a really cool name, but like, why, why, why would that be better? What about zero gravity or, or, or any of the aspects of space? Not zero gravity, I mean, but microgravity. Not necessarily the zero gravity itself, but um, just not having to have a bunch of dirt. You, know, you, can't, you don't want to bring a bunch of soil with you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those salts and other things can be reclaimed. <laughs> the natural, waste, you know, natural waste byproduct. You know, we eat the plant, then we put the waste out. Mm-hmm. We could reclaim it, reuse it in the hydroponic system after it being decontaminated. Now, but why does why do you need space for that? It said lack of soil, but that's what hydroponics I mean, is here on Earth. What is what is about space that would make space weed awesome? Uh, is there um, is there anything in yeah, space? <laughs> <laughs> Grown in space, um, you'll feel like you're out of this world. You could have so many just you could have so many taglines, dude. You would de- oh, you'd yeah. have a million I, mottos. You, I think it would help the fruiting bodies too in the long run because there wouldn't be so much of a, a weight of pressing yeah. the fruit down. The, the water would be able to flow more into the plant and it wouldn't want to flow as much out of the plant. So it would, it would just hold be, more, more. it would really be, you'd be removing, yeah, you'd be removing those barriers of just kind of, yeah, 
it's going to rise here the weight's going to go down if you can get into this just free-flowing really omnidirectional it would just kind of it would happen in the, I feel like the most efficient way it would probably and again I'm speaking out of turn because I don't fucking know shit about growing stuff in space or on earth but yeah I wonder if you could just get some crazy shit now what what do you think is going to so I believe last year 2019 Colorado decriminalized psilocybin it did. I believe. Okay. So. I think maybe okay. just Denver, but it's it's they're getting starts with weed. Maybe we're proving the fucking baby boomer generation right. It's a gateway drug, <laughs> but uh, hell, man, it's a fucking fantastic gateway that I'll run through holding hands with my buddies. But it yeah. it's I say my buddies. I, I talk to like you and Matt, <laughs> but um, it's it's. Do you think that's something, is that going to be the next, so you're saying that, you know, the marijuana market, it's saturated, it's, it's, you got so many fucking people doing it, blah, blah, blah. That was not, I don't think it's going to let me turn that off, that was my girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, what the fucking fuck, someone was tasing you. Um, I'll, I'll have to edit that. Is that, is, is that, is magic mushrooms, is that maybe... Is that something that you could get in on? It'd be like getting in on legal pot right at the beginning. Would be getting it. Would getting in on growing mushrooms. Is that? I'm just trying to tie anything relate that that you would be interested in, or that's something you could do. Is that? Is there not the same money in that? Is good money. Um, I think, although a lot of people mushrooms are going to be more of a thing that you absolutely have to have time set aside to do a lot of <laughs> something people don't have much of anymore yeah uh, so there'll be a market but i i just don't think we'll have the opportunity to take mushrooms as frequently as smoking a joint um we hope we hope that we get into a society where we all just take mushrooms all the time it's national mushroom day everybody get high <laughs> Man, that's how you fucking end. That's how you fucking get world peace. Everyone in the world. I had an idea about that, man. What if you fucking got like a, like an aerosol form of uh, psilocybin, or you put it in spores? You genetically engineered some spores. Did some designer, uh, designer bioweapon shit. But you made the, you made the payload, the deliverable thing. Instead of like RNA or DNA, you made it psilocybin and you go in and you can make the designer virus so it infects everyone and it's dormant for like a couple weeks so what you do is you'd go to like, like hey nsa hey fbi you can track me now you'd go to like international airports and you'd spray you'd have it sprayed into all the vents get it on everyone let the fucking air travel let, let air travel spread it around the world have it dormant for a couple weeks so now people are spreading it to each other and as they go out into cars and trains in their homes so eventually you fucking get everyone in the world uh, uh, infected with this and then you'd want it to almost be activated by like some wavelength of light and you'd have a satellite system or maybe that's what Elon Musk's fucking Starlink is Neuralink whatever the fuck it is and all of a sudden you'd blast the entire earth at one because I've thought about this if you can't tell you can't do it at separate times you can't do it at separate times because if America's high 
and we're like, hey, let's all be friends. If China's not high, they're going to be like, they're weak, their guards down, take over. We don't get anywhere. So now China's a world power, but you still have the same dynamic of warring belligerent states. So you have to have everyone high at the same time. It's got to be a perfect, you know, it's, it's like the Navy SEAL shooting those fucking pirates. All the shots have to be at the same time. So you'd inoculate everyone in the world through this thing. And you have to, it'd have to be dormant indefinitely. It can't, you can't have different people getting high at different times. You have to have everyone is holding the virus at the same time. And then through your fucking, your, you know, universal net of satellites, press the button, beep, it activates all of it at the same time. Listen, it wouldn't be great. A lot of car crashes, plane crashes, there'd be a lot of deaths. I'm not saying... Where the toilets are. I mean, it'll be a lot of people's first time. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> going crazy. Hey, look, look, this isn't a this isn't a silver bullet. I remember bringing this idea up to my mom like two years ago, and I was like, a lot of people would die. But I was like, for the most part, the important thing though is that you don't need everyone to be converted. You just got to get a couple world leaders, or a couple military officials, or a couple billionaires. If their if their mindset changed those are the people that can affect billions and, and change markets and change geopolitical uh, relationships. And I was telling this to my mom and she was like, are you fucking crazy? That's your plan for world peace? <laughs> and I thought, okay, okay, yeah. But I thought, what are we doing right now? What's our method of world peace right now? 70,000 nuclear warheads on top of these missiles that go in the upper hypersonic range and 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 drop multiple independent reentry vehicles from fucking orbit going so fast that the the metal casings are vaporizing and what are we doing we're throwing we're throwing megaton warheads thousands of times more powerful than the ones in Hiroshima we could i think it was i think it was Eisenhower that said world war 3 will be over in 30 minutes right now that's our our method of world peace and hey it's working for the most part it's working it the there's war, but it's not war at what everyone's capable of. For the most part, everyone holds back. So we're right now, that's our method of world peace. So to me, anything less than aiming 70,000 nuclear bullets at each other, it, it could be better. This is obviously all I'm just talking. It could be horrible. <laughs> we can try some different things for sure. <laughs> Some new avenues. I mean, because that piece is temporary, but the piece after it will be permanent. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's how you could permanently have a world piece. And not world peace. What? Not taking that route. You don't think that would, you don't think it'd work? I mean, it's a retarded idea, but I love it. I think it's just a terrible idea. I don't feel like dying for world peace, you know. Hey man, hey man, I hey, I appreciate the honest criticism, <laughs> Tommy. I think it's a terrible idea. Hey dude, that's why I'm that's why I'm podcasting and I'm not in the fucking inner ring of the Pentagon <laughs> calling the shots. Mushroom plan will go over a little better. No, no, my I was talking about the mushroom plan. Oh, that's a great plan. Ah! <laughs> I was talking about pointing nuclear bombs. At yeah, ourselves. no, that's a terrible plan. It's worth so. The next thousand years, just point nukes at ourselves. Well, the thing is, is that's peace. Okay, it's working, but it costs trillions of dollars a year. A year. 
What if you could have peace that didn't cost trillions of dollars? What if you had voluntary peace? And again, it's very idyllic. Let's all hold hands, sing Kumbaya. I know, but what what would do it better than we're okay with aiming nukes at each other? How is this one any less crazy? Now, the problem is, is like, you know, free will. Timothy Leary said the two commandments of the molecular age are thou shall not uh, inhibit anyone else from putting chemicals into their brain and thou shall not... Uh, was like put chemicals in someone else's brain but basically what he's saying is no one should be able to tell anyone what drugs they can do and can't do and the second rule is and you should never dose anyone so there'd be you know that moral problem but what would what better shot do we have at fixing this thing forever than inoculating seven billion people with a uh, designer spore with psilocybin and maybe some lsd maybe a little mdma and, and and some UV activated thing and we fucking blast it with a satellite system and everyone gets ripped at once. Everybody would become very beautiful. Yeah. I mean but at least for some people I mean that wouldn't be the same experience for everybody. It so would not go it would I have not. A bad, listen. Bad listen, it would it would uh, let's, let's let's not let's not bullshit around. It wouldn't be a universally great thing. Millions of people would have a terrible trip. People would die. People in surgery would die. People flying planes would die. There would be a lot of death. But is that is have you have you did you read Watchmen or did you see Watchmen? I think I saw the movie a while ago. Yeah. Is it okay? So are all those deaths worth it though? If you can use a couple million to save a couple billion forever, and not only that, but you're offsetting. If you could have this world peace thing, you'd have all that money over all those cumulative years that you would no longer be spending on weapon systems and instead we'd accelerate 3d printing and, and nanomedicine and again this is all very idyllic this is why i don't call the shots this is why you don't call the shots but yeah, i mean if i call the shots to be a lot of pissed off people my first plan would be to get rid of organized sports and put all that money into science research get rid of the war put yeah all the- yeah i would and see i would fire the psilocybin missiles <laughs> I would, fire, I would I would I would start gassing every airport, but taken out of context, it sounds terrible. But yeah, I I think it. I, what else would work though? What else would work then? See, this is so I don't think it's gonna ever happen like that because that would you have to be some Elon Musk motherfucker to pull that off. I think how it will happen is is. So as we're seeing in Denver with the decriminalization of psilocybin, it's going to get more and more, it's going to get legal. And eventually, because everyone's going to be saying, you know, just like you can use CBD for pain and shit, you don't need all these opiates. Eventually, you're going to have, you know, people going, oh, you, you know, holy shit, mushrooms, MDMA, there's, you can get a year's worth of therapy in a couple hours. So eventually, you know, these corporations, these big pharma corporations, they're not dumb. It's, you know, if you can't beat it, join it. So they're going to start producing it, right? They're going to start producing their own enantiomers of these compounds so that they can uh, so they can trademark it, copyright it, and get all that sweet, sweet money. But what they're going to start doing is that they're going to sow the seeds of their own demise. What they're going to do is they're going to start producing, you know, instead of THC, it's going to be THC plus trademark. But instead of psilocybin, it's going to be like psilocybex. Talk to your doctor today. But so, but just like any, but just like any pill, just like Xanax or Valium or fucking Percocet, 
it's eventually going to end up in in every dorm room one person's going to have a script and you're going to be able to go over there for the couple bucks and just like with adderall and finals everyone's going to be able to get it and eventually it's going to be on every corner you don't have a prescription but hey i know a guy that knows a guy that gets perk 80s you you do that eventually or but replace that with psilocybex or thc plus eventually they are going to wittingly or unwittingly start dosing everyone it's going to get out and it's going to eat itself it's going to transform society and disintegrate the current power structure from the bottom up so maybe you don't need this you know grand master plan of (laughs) of drugging everyone and using satellites but people are going to do that on their own but yeah I think if everybody knew that everybody else was doing it at the exact same time, it would just help amplify that. Yeah, it would be some synergistic <laughs> effect of like, oh, we're all feeling this. Yeah, like how some people DMT say that they also have the, they all have the same experience at the same time or something like that. I have heard. I've never done DMT. Have you? Yeah, you have. So I've done. I I did I did I did psilocybin in 2013 14. I did LSD once in 2015, and I did psilocybin and LSD in 2016. I've had four experiences, one a year for four years. Haven't done it since then, and honestly, I don't think I need to. I think I've, I think I learned what I need to learn. I've never done DNT because I could never find it. What is that like? It's fast. It's strong. It's over pretty quickly, and usually it's going to take a long time to process yeah. what, what occurs. I mean, um, it's very spiritual. It's yeah. not wor- worldly at all. It's going to yank you from this world and show you, it'll show you this world from a different perspective. At least that's what I saw. Yeah. What? Um, a- I was out in the woods with some buddies and <laughs> just went around a campfire. There was a lot of good stories start. And we're just smoking. Then somebody, hey, I got some DMT. Let's do this. It's like, oh, I've never done that before. Uh, I was kind of like last in line. I waited for my turn, but I took my hits and it felt like a gong went off like in the center of my head, just like boom. Kind of like lay back. Uh-huh. And then it's like uh, I closed my eyes, but I could still see everything. Yeah. And I couldn't, it wasn't just looking to see what I could see in front of me either. I started to be able to see everything like around oh. in every direction at once. And I just started to like lift up out of myself and float up. And I could see like the forest, like all, I could see the trees, but I couldn't see them like bark and wood. I saw like energy just yeah. like flowing up through the ground through these trees and like pulsing through them and like back down and just the energy flowing through the entire forest and the people and the, fire and then <clears throat> and it just kind of like lasted for a few moments and then ended yeah it was, it was very it was very fulfilling to see how everything just was so connected and full energy yeah yeah now, there was more than one way to see you know life yeah and so there's more going on than the, yeah and see yeah, it's a lot, a lot more questions from it than answers, but <laughs> it's proof that the, there's more going on. Yeah, it's first time I took psilocybin, it was like you see, there's no doubt 
there's no postulation of do you think there's more to life do you think there's a you're there and as sure as i am that this table is wood you're like oh there is more it's undeniable you see and it's not like oh you're tripping man no like you just it's plain as day you're witnessing something you witness it's and it's it's and it has nothing to do with factual understanding because you're fucking you're there you don't when you fall in love and you first get that fluttery feeling and you're talking to a girl you love you don't need to rationalize it or explain it to anyone it's just like you know it when you know it you know it's when you when you experience psychedelics it's you just you're like oh like everything's gonna be fine like this life is temporary that doesn't mean everything's gonna be fine and that we're all happy like no you're still gonna suffer you're still you're like uh, the big picture you're like everything's gonna be fine like we're all here like there is no true death like everything is what we don't see the big picture no. we just see like a little pinhole. No. we're we're um, we're looking at we're looking at an individual picture one frame of a movie that is a thousand frames a second in the last a million years that's you step outside and you see the whole film and you see the projector and you and you realize it's just a film it's it's not something it and i hate it because it sounds so it sounds so inclusive and hipstery and douchey like you just have to do it man you can't you can't know because i fucking hate that but like really like it's a disservice to try to fucking put it into words it's like Mm -hmm. it's like if you went to a beautiful concert and i said brit what was it like and uh you handed me a fucking uh a glass of sour milk a pair of dice and an old shoelace (laughs) i'd be like i'd be like dude this It'd be one thing if you tried to repeat the tune. Oh, it sounded like doo-doo. I'm like, you're not even using noise. You just handed me a bunch of shit. But that's <laughs> but that's what it's like to try to explain it. It's like, I don't know, man. It's But I guess that's what it's like for you to try to explain DMT to me because I've, I've never done it. it. I would like to at some point in my life. I'm at a good point. I, I feel good. And I don't feel any need to do psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of... of like uh was it alan watts that said it maybe it's marshall McLuhan. when you get the message hang up the phone like you don't you don't need to do it forever you do it you oh, okay mm-hmm. no i totally understand that i've only done it a handful of times and i haven't gone out of my way looking for it it usually finds me when i'm looking for it so that's what hunter s thompson said man he said you don't find psychedelics they find you that's true Fuck yeah, man. Well, uh, it's twelve fifty. You wanna you wanna call it? Yeah, we can. Not sure what else I can say. Yeah, I mean, like I said, dude, I can talk forever. I just you 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 look you look like you got somewhere to go, and I don't want to keep you here if you if you got. I'm gonna do some laundry. That's gonna get noisy. But other than that, it's I'm just hanging out till about three, and I'm gonna go hang out in the grow room for a minute. Yeah, fuck you, man. I'm so jealous. God damn it, Britt. I've... You just gotta, you gotta do that. You could, you could be a great salesman. Me? Yeah. You could. Yeah. I'm not a salesman. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm the grower. 
Brett, you're you're a, you're a sexy man. You come out there with your big mountain man beard. Hey, buy my weed, and you want to look like me? Dude, you're <laughs> beard like this. Yeah, dude, you're dude, you're beard. Look face. <laughs> look, look at my face. Feel my jawbone. I wear flannel. I carry around an axe. <laughs> my apartment, my apartment smells of many leather-bound books and mahogany. I'm a big deal. <laughs> I was fourteen. <laughs> <coughs> Not really. <laughs> God damn it, Britt. You went on hold again. Britt? You went on hold. Yeah, I got you. you what? Somebody called me again. All right. Well, hey, man. I'm going to I'm gonna start. It takes so long to process these videos and upload them. It takes all fucking night. So this probably isn't going to be up till tomorrow.